Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. First, I'd like to say happy MLK Day to those who are celebrating. I know that it's not celebrated worldwide, but it is celebrated here in the States. And not everyone celebrates it because, you know, it's can cause division and derision. But we thank God for leaders like Dr. King and for people all over the world who are taking a stand to do what's um, not just right, but what helps not just themselves and their cause, but helps humankind. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 7, looking at verses 23 through 25, read from the New Living Translation. This is Moses' first attempt to lead his people. And when he tried to save his uh, fellow Israelites, he's going to be rejected. So let's just listen. One day, when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. He saw an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite. So Moses came to the man's defense and avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God had sent him to rescue them, but they didn't. Again, Acts chapter 7, verses 23 through 25, read from the New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're still in the book of Acts, looking at uh, verses 23 through 25 in chapter number 7. Let me share one more quote, well, a quote from Dr. King, and this was during his Nobel Peace Prize acceptance. He said that, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. That is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. And as we continue studying studying the book of Acts, we can see that right, as God continues to come to the aid of his people, usually wins out. And we know that they're martyrs. We're reading about them in the book of Acts. And we know, as we're looking at the voice of the martyrs, that there are lots of men and women who give their lives to the cause of spreading the gospel. In our instance today, we're still looking at Moses. When he was fully 40 years old, in the prime of his time for preferment in the court of Egypt, it came into his heart, for God put it there, to visit his brothers, 
the children of Israel and to see which way he might do service for them and to show himself as a public person with uh, uh, public character. And again, on today, you can't help but think of MLK as we're looking at Moses, as we're looking at uh, um, people that God has um, shaped to be a deliverer, even though um, Dr. King didn't see his dream fulfilled, you know, before he died, and neither did Moses. Moses led his people to the precipice. They were there. And he did not go get to go over with them. But let me get off of that soapbox and back on this. While the Old Testament does not specify Moses' age, Stephen is likely referring to the point at which Moses reached full adult maturity. Stephen implies that at the age 40, Moses was ready to act on behalf of his people and to lead the Israelites. Moses, the prince, remember he's a prince raised in the house of the Pharaoh, came to the defense of his fellow Israelite and avenged him, killing uh, an Egyptian. Remember, he's raised as an Egyptian, but he's a Jew. He's an Israelite. He came down from his royal throne out of care and concern for his brethren. brethren. This was another way that Moses was like Jesus, who would come down and who would, who would come after him. Uh, Moses was saved by God from um, persecution as a child, just as Jesus was. So now this is another instance where Moses and Jesus have a likeness. But let me continue. Seeing one of his brethren suffer wrong, he was moved with compassion towards the sufferer and a just indignation at the wrongdoer. And he avenged him that was oppressed and killed the Egyptian. If he had been a uh, private person, of course, he couldn't have done that. What, that would have been unlawful. He would have been arrested. But he thought he was working within the scope of how God uh, had spoken to him, saying that he would lead his people. He supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them through him by his hand, but they did not. Apparently, Moses knew his calling and assumed his brothers would realize that God had sent him to recognize them. Unfortunately, they didn't. When Moses offered deliverance to Israel, he was rejected and rejected with spite. So they were hateful with it. Israel denied that he had any right to be a ruler and a judge over them. Stephen's message was plain. You have rejected Jesus, who, like Moses, yet greater than him, and now you uh, and you deny that Jesus had any right to have rule or judge over you. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you. We're thanking you as we study your word. We're thanking you as we study and read about Moses, who is a, a, a type of Christ. 
in all that he has done. And God, even as today we celebrate Dr. King, we have to, and I'm, uh, I know that, you know, the, the focus isn't on him, it's on you. But I want to share one more quote from him. It says, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And we know Moses is going to have that time of challenge and controversy when he's going to try to save his fellow Israelites and they're going to fight him. But Father, we thank you. We thank you that he was able to do the job you assigned to him. And God, as we pray for Christians in uh, this Asian country of uh, uh I can't pronounce it, but let me try. Azerbaijan. We're praying for those families, God, whose main uh, persecutors are their own, the Christians whose main persecutors are their own family. We're praying for them, Father, because it says in uh, the voice of the martyrs that they have a shame honor culture so that those who leave Islam and become a Christian, they bring shame to their family. But Father, we reverse that. We say that when they become a Christian, they bring safety, they bring Christ, they bring the Holy Spirit, they bring angel protection to their family, Father. Keep them safe. We're praying for the government, God, because it says that they put uh, heavy fines on Christians. We bind that also. And God, we're praying for all those who need you in whatever special way they need you and thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.